his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Good evening and welcome to the John Whitmer Show, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. My name is Blake Carpenter and I'm filling in for John Whitmer this evening. We are happy to have you join us tonight here at your local liberal resistance headquarters where we proudly champion the conservative principles of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. We are pleased to have you with us this evening. If you'd like to give us a call here at the studio lines, they are open, and you can reach them at 316-869-1330. By email at john at knssradio.com, on Facebook at The John Whitmer Show, and on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Reach out. We'd love to hear from you. We have another great show planned for you tonight. I'll talk with... uh, Tara Servatus, and I'll see if that's how we pronounce her name when she calls in. Uh, Hopefully I'm not getting that wrong. I sincerely apologize to her if I am. Uh, She's the host of The Tara Show on 98.9 WORD. She'll be with us to talk to us about the folks in South Carolina really feel about Nikki Haley. We'll also be talking to Mariah Day from the Kansas State Rifle Association as he will explain the importance of passing the constitutional amendments that we have here in the state of Kansas to enhance our Second Amendment rights. And then we're also going to talk to conservative writer and speaker Cheryl Chumley. We, she will join us to discuss how Joe Biden has a moral duty to protect America's borders and how she's saying that he is failing at every turn. I will bring you our weekly Under the Dome legislative update from Topeka. And, of course, we'll be talking... Sorry. And, of course, we'll be taking your calls at 316-869-1330. Tonight, we stand at a crossroads, not just in Kansas, but across our nation. It's a time where our principles, our values, and the very fabric of our society are tested. But as Kansans, as steadfast conservatives, we understand the importance of tradition, of hard work, and of the freedoms that define us. Let's talk about the economy, our farmers, our manufacturers, our small business owners, the backbone of Kansas. They're not just working to make a living. They're preserving a way of life. It's our duty to support them, to, take, to cut the red tape that binds their hands and ensure that their toil on this land continues to be fruitful. It's time to push back against policies that stifle our economic freedom and embrace those that foster growth innovation, and prosperity. Education is the cornerstone of our future. Every child in the state of Kansas deserves access to quality education 
that not only equips them with the knowledge, but instills in them the values we hold dear, respect, responsibility, and patriotism. Our educators need our support, our respect, and the freedom to teach without the imposition of ideologies that run counter to our beliefs. Let's advocate for a curriculum that reflects our history, our achievements, and lessons that have fortified our nation. Now let's talk about our rights, our constitutional rights. The Second Amendment, the right to bear arms, it is not negotiable. It's a fundamental principle that ensures our freedom and safeguards our families. We must remain vigilant against any attempts to erode this right, understanding that it's not just about guns, about our ability to stand free. It's about our ability to stand free as independent citizens and our law enforcement officers out there that are listening, the brave men and women who put their lives on the line every day. You deserve our unwavering support. They are the thin blue line that stands between order and chaos. Any narrative that undermines their authority or disparages their commitment to our safety must be challenged. We owe them our gratitude and our respect. And finally, let's not forget the sanctity of life. As conservatives, we recognize the inherent value of every human being, born and unborn. This fight for life is not just a political battle. It's a moral imperative. We must be champions for the voiceless, ensure that our laws and our society affirm life at every single stage. As we navigate these challenging times, let us remember that the enduring spirit of Kansas, a spirit of resilience, of community, and of unwavering faith in the principle that guides us together. Together, we will uphold the conservative values that have made this state and this nation a beacon of hope and of freedom. Thank you all so very much for joining me tonight. Let's continue the conversation, standing firm in our beliefs, moving forward with courage and conviction. Donald Trump posted on Truth Social a call to arms of sorts for governors around the nation to send the National Guard to protect America's borders. Since President Joe Biden doesn't seem to think about our border as a priority. Some say Biden's open border policy isn't just politically problematic. It's a sign of moral decay. With us now to tell us why she thinks Joe Biden has a moral duty to protect America's border is Cheryl Chumley. She is a full-time writer with The Washington Times. She writes about politics and government from various newspapers, Internet news sites, and think tanks. Cheryl, thank you for joining us this evening. Hi, it's great to be with you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on. Okay, so Cheryl, you recently wrote, quote, if the president of the United States can't uphold the oath of office and protect lawful taxpaying American citizens from an insurgency of his own making, then the president doesn't deserve to serve as president, end quote. Joe Biden seems more concerned about securing Ukraine's borders than securing our own. What are your thoughts? Yeah, and and securing his own around the White House, right? Like you can't get anywhere near the White House without going through layer after layer of security. So how come the president of the United States, who is really technically taxpayers' employee, gets much better protection than citizens living near the border in America? 
And I look at the border control issue, which is to say there is no border control going on under this president, as more uh, a moral issue than just a legal issue. He had to pledge an oath of office where he swore to protect and defend the Constitution from enemies foreign and domestic. And we're certainly seeing enemies cross our border under his not-so-watchful eyes. Well, you know, I think in recent years we've seen rules for thee but not for me, right? So we have seen when illegal aliens show up to Martha's Vineyard or New York, they they scream foul, they cry foul. But when they're just pouring over the border, it's okay. Yeah, that's exactly what's taking place in New York right now, right? You've got the Democrat mayor, Eric Adams, Uh, all of a sudden decrying the waves of migrants that are being sent to his city that are that are flooding his city. And he's pushing back on that. But he was quite fine with open borders until Texas started busing them up into his city. And so, yeah, there there is a uh, a big uh, hypocrisy involved here. And it's always Democrats, as you pointed out, they want people in this country to live with the consequences of Democrat policies that really decimate our nation and cripple our Constitution, but they don't want to take part in those consequences themselves. You're absolutely right. And so there were 785,000 illegal migrant encounters at the southern border last year, Cheryl. That's, that's more than the population of Seattle. The Biden administration is allowing entire cities of, of illegals to flow into this country. So, I mean, what, where do we go from here? Yeah, that, that is the good question, right? Because under this administration, it, it's interesting to me. It seems like every month, every quarter, I keep seeing the same headlines that you do about record-setting numbers of illegals crossing into America. I mean, if there's one thing this administration is successful at, it's ignoring the Constitution and border control. So it, you're right. At a certain point, we have to question what happens? What happens when our cities and communities are so overrun with illegals that lawful citizens are afraid to go out in the streets? And we're seeing that right now. So, you know, it, it, it warrants tough action. So when you look forward to this upcoming election, you really have to look at the candidate who who can take the tough action, which is to start deportation proceedings while simultaneously messaging to the rest of the world that no more illegals are going to be allowed to cross. It's the only way to save America, because if we don't have borders and border control, then what are we? Exactly. And and the the problem is, is that it's not just individuals who are, are from Central America or South America. It's individuals from all over the world. As a matter of fact, my understanding is that several terrorists have been caught crossing the border, and those are just the ones we've caught. So how many terrorists are coming into our country that we aren't catching and are just waiting and biding their time to, you know, heaven forbid, do another 9-11 attack or something worse? I mean, this is a real problem. I mean, right here I have a statistic that says 1.7 million um, got away uh, at the as they crossed the southern border since Joe Biden has taken office. And I mean, is this by design? You know, you would have to you would have to answer that question with a yes. Right. Because if you wanted to tear down America 
from within, then you would do everything, every step that this administration is doing, right? You would just flood uh, flood illegals across the border. You would narr- uh, send out a narrative to the world that uh, anybody and everybody can cross. And like you said, we don't know who. And that 1.7 million, you know, give or take, we, we really don't know on that. It, it, was, it could be double. We really don't know. And so if you're looking at what this administration is doing, the only thing that makes sense is to conclude that they're doing it on purpose because they have an absolute hatred for America. Okay, uh, listeners out there, we are talking with writer and commenter uh, Cheryl Chumley. So, Cheryl, you you say he has a moral duty to protect America's borders. He's obviously not doing that. And so what's the Democrats' goal here? Registering these folks to vote, maybe? Well, Democrats for a very long time, and I remember back when uh, I think it was John Kerry uh, was was this was maybe 20 years ago, was talking about going to Texas to help enroll uh, illegals to, to help basically generate a new batch of Democrat voters. And so if you look through through the last history, you know, the last 20 years of of Democrat politicking, it really has been to bring these illegals across and slowly move them into legal status. So in hopes that they become their next batch of voters. And when there's outcries about it, they do it in different ways. They start to enact laws in localities that allow illegals to vote in local elections, but not federal states. So they get their foot in the door that way. Or they start allowing illegals to get driver's licenses uh, so they uh, get their foot in the door that way. So I really think this is where it's headed. Democrats want the next generation of voters. Yeah, and if you look like to, to what exactly what you were saying earlier, um, you know, California is is not only trying to lower the, uh, the age to vote, but they are also looking at in their state elections allowing illegal immigrants to vote um, in their state elections. Now, it's, it's against the Constitution for them to do that in federal elections, but they are still trying to allow them to do it in their state elections and impact and influence what's going on there without being U.S. citizens. Now, with Biden, as we go into this next election, how – I mean, how is this going to affect his reelection campaign? The, the, the lack of border control. I, I actually think that it's going to backfire on the Democrats because you're seeing a lot of crime take place in communities with large Democrat populations and large independent populations. And if you're somebody in America who is maybe clueless about politics you don't really follow the you know the political trends you don't watch news you're not as on top of daily headlines or anything what you are seeing still though and what you do follow is when crime comes to your door to your residence and that's what makes people start to look at different candidates, whether they realize it or, or put a name to it or not. Maybe they're just thinking a changing candidate. So those Democrat enclaves become vulnerable. Right. Or they start looking for candidates who start speaking about law and order. And Democrats have the baggage in their background now of defund the police movement and Black Lives Matter and Antifa, which are more mob type uh, thuggery in the street. So I really think that Democrats are going to have a hard sell in this coming election because there are so many people whose eyes are awakening to the dangers of voting Democrat this this time around. You're absolutely right. For the last several election cycles, uh, you know, I think that people put 
law and order squarely in the camp of the Republican side of the ticket. And if that is one of the primary reasons why they're voting for someone, um, I think that uh, they're definitely going to be looking at the Republican side of the ticket versus the Democrat side. Um, Cheryl, if folks want to connect with you, they can find you at CherylChumley.com, correct? Uh, yes, or by Substack by the same name or at WashingtonTimes.com every day. Okay, fantastic. Cheryl, thank you so much for your time this evening. We really appreciate you joining us, and thank you so very much. Thank you so much. Have a good night. So based on that uh, last segment, uh, dealing with illegal immigration, I'm not sure uh, how many of you out there know much about my background, but I currently serve as the Speaker Pro Tem in the Kansas House of Representatives here in the legislature. Um, But real quick, before we get Tara on, one of the things that I wanted to bring up was that – um, and before I, I, I came into the role of the Speaker Pro Tem position, I actually was the House of Representatives uh, elections chairman, and I did that uh, in 2021, right after the 2020 presidential elections. So I'm sure as many of you out there could imagine that that was a pretty heavy lift after that uh, election cycle, and we had to uh, go in, look at the various uh, things that we were doing for our election bills and election laws. But the reason why I'm bringing all this up was because of the last segment. So A few years ago, the uh, courts actually struck down our proof of citizenship laws uh, in order to vote. So basically what we had was that said, hey, Kansas citizen, uh, if you want to come and vote, fill out this paperwork, send it in, and prove that you are a U.S. citizen. Show your birth certificate, social security number, all that type of stuff. Well, the list ended up getting up to about 30,000 people, and uh, at the time it was under Secretary of State Chris Kobach who was uh, pushing this, um, and he was obviously the chief election officer for our elections. Now, during that time we passed it, it went into law, it ended up building up this list of 30,000 people, and the courts came back and said, well, you've created too much of a barrier to entry uh, for people to prove that they are citizens, even though – Chris Kobach, Secretary Kobach at the time, his office was sending out reminders and would send out letters to people and say, hey, here's all you have to do. You just have to send us an image of your birth certificate of if if you know that you're you're a Kansas citizen. Um, There were a few cases that were hard case scenarios where somebody was, you know, born quite some time ago, 80, 100 years ago in, in a farmhouse before we really had all the record systems and everything else that we have today. Um, and so those were special case-by-case basis that the decisions would be made on on establishing whether or not they were a, a citizen of the United States or not. And they managed to get through it all successfully. Well, the court said that because of this 30,000 backlog, it's too cumbersome for individuals to prove that they are United States citizens, and thus they struck down our citizenship requirement. So unfortunately, now in the state of Kansas, uh, we are trying to – wade through what does that mean for us uh you know well we're still making sure that people have to show their ids uh, when they show up to the polls but i don't know if many of you guys are tracking on this or not but um there's currently a a court case that's going through here in the state courts right now where they are trying to apply uh the strict scrutiny standard to which is a judicial standard which uh, is the most strictest judicial standard that something can be applied to And they're seeking to apply this to our election laws, meaning that if if there is any type of burden placed upon the Kansas citizen, that the government must show a compelling governmental interest in order to take, you know, in order to regulate that right. Well, unfortunately, with our courts, they seem to be on on the progressive side of things. And so 
The fear right now is, are they going to strike down our voter ID laws? And so that is something that you definitely need to keep a track of and watch for uh, here in the coming months or maybe even a year. Um, and so uh, we, they're still trying to get a hold of Tara, so uh, I'll just keep talking to you folks. Uh, but there, there is a um, – so they're trying to have that go through the court process right now in order to basically apply the strict scrutiny standard to a lot of our election laws. This would mean um, a complete overhaul or actually a complete um, – I guess deregulation is what you could call it uh, to our election laws. Um, so obviously that is something that we need to keep an eye on and we need to fight back against. Um, if judges who are making these rulings are issuing bad rulings that um, are, you know, saying, Hey, you, you don't have to prove who you are when you show up to a polling site, that's unacceptable. And if it's a judge that currently is in your area and you have the ability to do a retention vote on them, absolutely do not retain those individuals. Um, I mean, retention elections are very difficult. Um, they pretty much never work. Uh, I mean, the, the, the judge is pretty much almost always retained. Um, however, if enough of us start paying attention to these things and start telling our friends and family about what it is that they're doing to erode our elections and erode our system of government, then I think that is something that we can definitely start pushing back on and start taking back over the judicial branch so that they actually start representing the values of the Kansas citizen and not just making up law from whole cloth based on legislative intent that is complete opposite of legislative intent. So I think that uh, what we need to do is have citizens like you who are listening to this program reach out, find out, okay, where where is this court case at? Watch the newspapers, talk to your legislator, and ultimately, at the end of the day, make it to where your friends and family know exactly what these judges are doing. We have a caller. Hello, Hello, this is Robert. Yes. Hi, how are you, sir? Good. How about yourself? Doing well. Thank you for giving us a call tonight. What did you want to talk about? I wanted to know if there's any chance for medical marijuana to pass this year in Kansas. Okay, thank you for the question. So um, I have heard of some legislation being worked on over in the Senate side. Um, as of right now, though, it has not been introduced. We will see if, if it get, does get introduced um, at some point this session or not. Um, but the reason why it's basically on the Senate's shoulders to pass it at this point is because the House of Representatives actually passed uh, a medical marijuana issue in 2021. And the Senate never took up the issue. They, ne they didn't seem to any they didn't have any interest at the time. And so really now it's on the Senate's shoulders to make the first move because the House could then could continue to pass medical marijuana legislation but if the senate's not going to take action then it's going to continue to die so at this point what is happening right now is that it's the senate that we're waiting on in order to see if they're willing to to do it and um i have heard of legislation but as of right now no steps have been taken to do it um i'm also unsure if they will take it up even if it is introduced um because it is an election year um they get a little squeamish <laughs> uh in election years um but no uh I would I would think that it does have a possibility of coming up um, as far as likelihood of passing. I'm not entirely sure at this point. If it doesn't come up and pass this year, then I am hearing that it is more likely to come up in 2025. Okay, that's great to hear. Absolutely. Well, hey, awesome. Robert, I appreciate your phone call, and thank you so much for giving us a call. Thank you.
His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. So is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as I... Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, so uh, what I'll still talk about is uh, the legislation and, and the legislature that have, and what the progress has been over the last week or two. Uh, so the committee work is still very busy right now. Uh, we started the legislative session with uh, day one. We did a um, support Israel resolution. And since that time, it has been a constant stream of work within the committee process. And right now the committees are churning bills, they're hearing bills, they're working on them, and they're ultimately getting into the floors. Once they're to the floors, they will then come up uh, by whether the majority leader in each chamber allows them to come up for further debate and then passing them over to the other chamber or to the governor, depending on where they're at in the process. This past week, we also passed a resolution in support of Taiwan and our sister state relationships that we have with them and that they are very valuable trade partners for us. And so obviously I think that um, all of you out there know uh, that it is important that we maintain a relationship with Taiwan. They are a great democracy-supporting country, uh, unlike the neighbors across the strait that they have. And so this is one of those deals of um, it's obviously going to tick off the CCP. They're going to be very upset by that. Um, and I'm sure I'm going to get a very strongly worded letter from them because uh, I was the one that carried the resolution. But that's okay. You know, I'm willing to fight for freedom. I'm willing to fight for uh, America's values and ultimately democracy around the world. So I guess if I have a bunch of communists upset at me, then that's just uh, a punishment that I will have to take. Tara Servatius presides over the Upstate South Carolina's number one all-news talk morning show every weekday on News Talk 98.9 WORD. Our own John Whitmer has had the pleasure of filling in for Tara a few times, and he knows how popular she is amongst her audience. Tara was named 2021 Best News Talk Show and Best Overall Personality again by the South Carolina Broadcasters Association. Tara took home the same honors in 2018 and was also named 2016 Personality of the Year. And we are very happy to have her on the show tonight with us to give us some insights to, into South Carolina's former governor, Nikki Haley. Tara, thank you for joining us this evening. Thank you. Uh, I really appreciate you having me on the show. 
Absolutely. Well, John, John wanted me to ask you, when's the next time he can come back out on your show again? <laughs> oh, well, I, I don't have a vacation scheduled for a while, but uh, we'll definitely be calling on him. He did a great job. Okay, fantastic. Well, love to hear it. Love to hear it. All right. So, Tara, people often refer to Nikki Haley as a moderate. She is, of course, trying to brand herself as a conservative. She was governor in South Carolina for six years and served in the South Carolina House of Representatives before that. You know her politics fairly well. What's the real story? Okay. Um, I think moderate is very generous. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced after watching her for years that she's even a Republican. And that's why in her own autobiography she wrote, look, she went to an event in Greenville, and she heard Hillary speak, and she was so inspired by Hillary that she wanted to get into politics. And she even, you know, told she even said in interviews, several of them, you can look this up, that uh, she didn't even know if she was a Democrat or Republican at that point. She was just so inspired by Hillary that she got into, into politics, and pretty much everything is flowing from there. Um, and if you want to see typical Nikki as we've seen her here in the state of South Carolina, look no further than this Gene Carroll verdict this week. I mean, you know, Gene Carroll just won 80, what, three plus million dollars from Trump uh, in that case where she accused him of rape. But they couldn't e she couldn't even remember the year it happened. In fact, she said it happened in three different years. OK, well, who is the money behind that case? Guy by the name of Reed Hopman, liberal billionaire, former LinkedIn owner, right? Big Democrat donor. So he's paying for Carroll's legal fees to sue Trump. They won, by the way, 83 million dollars. He's also fundraising for Nikki Haley. He doesn't fundraise for anybody but liberals. He's a hardcore leftist. And so the same person who brought you the 83-plus million dollar verdict this week um, against Trump by Gene Carroll, which was outrageous, also is bringing you Nikki Haley. And that's pretty much all you need to know about her. Wow. No, um, that hasn't even been on my radar at all. So, no, I'm glad that we have you on the show tonight. I think uh, that's I think our listeners definitely want to hear that for sure. Now, you've been very critical of Haley on your show, and I know f from talking with John about his time as guest hosting for you that your listeners don't seem very supportive of her. So uh, what's the story? Has has there not been any media coverage on this at all for, uh, to that aspect? No, she's getting totally protected by the mainstream media because uh, Democrats are running her. I mean, if you look at who her – you know, big money fundraiser who's been in terms of promoting her to other fundraisers, Jamie Dimon. He's the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, right? But he's also Hillary Clinton's Wall Street fundraiser. Think about that. So that tells you everything you need to know. So um, look, with me and Nikki, it's, it's not personal. It's just her record is what it is, and the Democrats are fundraising for her. I mean, you look at the head of the World Economic Forum, um, who's also the head of liberal BlackRock. This is the guy who came up with ES, you know, ESG scores and uh, DEI and all of that. Larry, I mean, Larry Fink, he's fundraising for her. So you start going down that list, and you got to understand, Nikki has always come from this block of liberal money, and we've watched that for years here in the state of South Carolina. And, and we know when Nikki Haley says, hey, I promise no tax hike when she's running, well, what have we learned uh, a few weeks after we elect her, she'll completely flip around and say, yeah, we're doing a tax hike. That's the Nikki we know. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, it, it, okay. So she's, so she likes taxes. She likes to increase spending. She likes to grow government. What other issues 
out there do do Republicans need to know about? Like, so where's she at on fairness in women's sports? Where's she at on life, uh, Second Amendment, those types of things? Can you fill us in on the various issues that you know don't align with uh, Republican values? Okay, let me give you t- typical Nikki Haley here, uh, and you can look this up. Uh, in the vanguard early on, when the left is trying to you know have men in women's bathrooms. There was a great bill in our legislature, um, and it was pushed by a guy by the name of of Lee Bright, uh, who was a great conservative. And all it said was, you cannot be forced as a business owner to have a man in your your woman's bathroom. Now, if you want to do that as a business owner, you do whatever you want, but you cannot be forced. And the reason this bill was necessary is we have some very liberal politicians uh, here in South Carolina, particularly in Charleston and Columbia. So – they wanted to protect those business owners. They don't have to have men let men into to women's restrooms. Great bill, really sensible. Nikki Haley not only killed it, she bragged she killed it in multiple interviews. And even Salon.com praised her for you know not being able to come all the way out in, in terms of her trans, transgender rights support, but uh, she was doing what she could in South Carolina. You can Google all of that still up on Google. Um, that's who she is. But that wasn't good enough. She went a step further um, and, and, you know, beyond bragging that she was going to take out this bill, uh, and she worked to take out the politicians who sponsored it. So, I mean, she is an assassin. She is a liberal assassin, and the Democrats have hired her. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and yeah, so – all right, you're giving me a lot did of information here that I'm soaking life? in. <laughs> Do what? Yeah, no. Did you see Saturday Night Live? Did you get a chance to to watch that? She no, was on it. No, I did not get a chance, unfortunately. Well, she's doing it again. She's on there using Democrat talking points to just smear Donald Trump. Well, I mean, Ron DeSantis didn't get to do that. Vivek didn't get to do that. She only gets to do that because if you watch what she's saying, yeah, she's hitting Trump. Of course, she's gonna. She's in a primary with him, but she's not using our talking points. This is typical Nikki. She's using their talking points, the Democrats. And that's why she gets to go on Saturday Night Live and the other, you know, conservatives slash Republicans in the race don't. So, I mean, that's just the Nikki we've seen here in South Carolina um, that, you know, I guess that's why you just, you know, don't get a lot of enthusiasm from my listeners sometimes. So then so then why do you think she's running at this point? Oh, um, because. She's the left's backup plan. I've been warning for uh, about this for about a year on my podcast, Battleground America, um, where it's either going to be Tim Scott or Nikki Haley. They come out of that same Bush fundraising base. See, if you come from South Carolina, okay, we have a machine here, and it's run by Lindsey Graham. Nobody gets elected at the statewide level without being a, a Bush acolyte and a Lindsey Graham clone. You just don't. They block you. It's how, how they do and, and And the way they do it is they use Democrat voters who vote in our primaries. So the left is counting on those Democrat voters coming out and um, putting Nikki in number two position because I think the left thinks, we don't know, but I think the left thinks they're going to you know, put Trump in prison or they're going to at least convict him. So they've already moved beyond that, and now they're trying to pick who the replacement is. And it's her. It's an insurance policy. Hey, if something bad were to go down on the left, somehow the Democrat running for president lost, whether that's Biden or someone else, hey, we're going to at least move on to picking who in the Republican side represents us. And it's Nikki Haley. And, and it's a natural fit for them. I mean, she very much is a Democrat. Wow. 
ladies and gentlemen out there, we are currently talking to Tara Savacious, host of the Tara Show on News Talk 98.9 WORD. Tara, uh, you've been fairly critical of RNC chair Rhonda McDaniel on your show, so much so that you've said she must go. Now, and you've asked if she's actively undermining Trump. Is it really that bad? Uh, Look, I don't know if she's actively undermining Trump, but if you do as badly as Ron has done, uh, and if you look at the Zero Hedge article on, you know, right now on RNC's really, really, really bad fundraising, uh, the fact that she continues to spend on these things that get her bad press and drive away the donors, it's like she's almost trying to gut the party. Well, I mean, look who her her uncle is. It's Mitt Romney. What what has Mitt Romney been doing for the last week? He's been telling any liberal media outlet that will listen that it's um, actually Trump's fault the border's a mess. It's House Republicans' fault the border's a mess because they won't pass that terrible bill. Um, and he's letting Biden out. I mean, Rana is literally his niece. Would you put it past her? Either that or she's so bad at raising money and she has no grassroots strategy of any kind. I mean, poor Scott Pressler is running around having to do all the voter registration because – Ron is too busy doing I don't, I'm not even sure what, but, um, you know, they the money they're bringing in is nowhere near what it takes to compete on this battleground. I mean, look, this battlefield, I mean, look at Joe Biden, the main pack that buys for him, ad space, just came out and made a $250 million buy. They bought up a lot of the ad space we're not going to be able to buy later, and they bought it at cheaper rates. It's the biggest ad buy ever. The same pack did $150 million ad buy last time. You know, in 2020, now it's 250 million, highest ever. And Rana is messing around. It just looks like, it just looks like either she's very incompetent or there's some people at the top who want Trump to lose. I don't know which it is. I have no idea. They look the same. Wow. Well, thank you for all those numbers and information. We got about a minute here left uh, before we have to take our next break. It's a hard break. But uh, do you think that Trump can beat Biden, or for that matter, do you think Biden will ever be the nominee? Um, I think Trump can beat Biden. Yes, I do think Trump can beat Biden. Um, what I'm not so sure about, uh, I'm not guaranteeing he could beat Biden, but I think it could be done. I think it's an uphill battle because they don't have the grassroots structure and they right now don't have the money, uh, but it could be done because uh, Biden is so bad. The problem is I, I just um, I'm not going to feel real good till we get past the Democrat nominating convention, which is in August. Because remember, we got to lock our nominee in July. That's when our nominating convention is. They can look at who we have. They are hoping it'll be a convicted felony, convicted Trump. That's their hope. I don't know if it will, but that's what they hope. And then if, man, if Biden can't get it done, they'll just drop in somebody who can. It's what I would do. That's what worries me. Yep, absolutely. All right, Tara, thank you so much for joining us this evening. If folks want to listen to you, they can find you on the Odyssey app at the Tara Show or on Twitter at Tara Savacious, correct? Yes, S-E-R-V-A-T-I. U.S. I'm on Rumble as well. If you want to watch the show, it's 6 to 10 a.m. every morning, East Coast time, and my podcast, Battleground America. Tara, thank you so much for joining us this evening. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. 
celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.